Hi, my name is Ron King, and this is a series of chats about situations in my life and how I've shown up for them. Sometimes gracefully, very oftentimes not. The format is uh, a short conversation moderated by a woman named Libby Delena, who I just met, and uh, I don't know her, she doesn't know me, uh, and the chats are unscripted. She has had a number of conversations with some people close to me. She starts every episode with a question, and I don't know what that question is. My response is in real time, her reaction is in real time, uh, and we've recorded the conversation to share with you. When this project started, I wasn't sure what I was doing or why I was doing it, and in fact, I was very nervous about it. Um, in the end, I realized it was incredibly therapeutic and helpful for me to say everything that I've said out loud um, and to acknowledge uh, sort of what I've been through and who I am as a result. Uh, if in turn it is helpful to anybody, then it's worth the time and it's worth sharing. So uh, I hope you enjoy. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. I thank you. Hey there. Hey there, Mr. Ron King, that shit. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> Let's run King some shit. <laughs> All right, I'm down. Okay, so we've talked about resilience. And um, one of the things I've heard said about you is your resilience is magical. And I said, well, what does that mean? And uh, somebody said, let me just make sure I get it exactly right. He really puts value on relationships because he knows everything is fleeting. And that comes from this experience of being in high highs, low lows, and as the result, this kind of embedded resilience that makes him really, really value relationships. So if you're in if you're in Ron Kingland, boy, you it is attentive, it is loving, it is kind, it's funny, it's probably not a lot of bullshit, <laughs> right? And I will say it's interesting when I first met you, and we've only talked probably half a dozen times, but when I first met you. I said, oh my gosh, I could listen to you talk all the time. But I had no fucking idea whether you liked me at all or whether you thought, I couldn't read you. I couldn't yeah. read you. So when I heard about people saying, oh my gosh, when you get into relationship, he, he so values it. And it comes from this place of resilience and experience that he has this incredible capacity to really value relationships. I think those are all sort of woven together, but, you know. Your resilience is magical in the world of relationship, and I'm still getting to know you. <laughs> so, see it's what you have to say about that. It's it's an interesting perspective. Uh, I love hearing it. Um, I think that my sponsor for many years, who has now passed away, is a guy named Jim Hooker, and Jim taught me many lessons. But he would always say to me, "Everything in life has a beginning, a middle, and an end. So when you're in it, please enjoy it because it will end." And that could look different in all situations, but yeah. there's nothing in life that doesn't have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, and he used to specifically say it to me in my relationship when things were great. So I remember being at dinners with him, just gushing about my relationship with Eric. And, you know, we were five years in or eight years in, however long. And he would say to me, everything in life, Ron, including your relationship with Eric, has a beginning, a middle, and an end. So I, encur I love hearing how happy you are, but I encourage you to really embrace it because it will end. Now, it could end with death, like who knows what the end sure. is, but it will yeah, end. Yeah. And I always got really sort of bothered by that because I thought this will never end. Like, 
you know, I've always believed my cats will never die. I'll never die. My relationships right. will never end. Like my life is going to go on perfectly forever. Um, but of course it does. And it did. Um, and so as mu- as difficult as it is for me to be present, and it is, I think it's something probably we all struggle with. That concept um, really works for me. And so, you know, the path that you and I are on really will end. Yes. And so if I just keep that in my mind, then I'm going to try to really enjoy it because it's fun. And yeah. so I don't want it to end and be like, Ugh, I could have been more. I could have done more. I could have enjoyed more. I'm just going to try and do that now. So it goes back to regret so that I don't regret not doing it. And so that's part of it. The other part of it is that I, I am not the person who has all things to all people. So I don't have a giant tribe. Um, I don't, uh, I'm very comfortable being uncomfortable. I don't make people think that, that I like them, that I don't. And so I don't let a lot of people in. Um, but when I do, uh, yeah, you're in for life. So, you know, even my ex, like my ex is in for life. So if he ever needs anything, truly needs anything, um, I'll always be there for him and I always want what's best for him. So I do value relationships, but I don't have a lot of them. Um, the thing about being hard to read is also funny. I get that comment all the time. I think that comes from years and years and years of interviewing and hiring people. So when you're in an interview, you never want to give away that you're going to hire this person because you're getting ready to go into salary negotiations. And so it's a practice that I had developed corporately that I think just spilled over into my personal life. So I have lots of people say they had no idea. Like People who I just adore say I had no idea. And I thought, well, I don't. That's just a part of my characteristic, but it's not anything I do on purpose. Right, right. And how, how is it that you find a place to then um, connect with somebody? I mean, that sort of, um, let's call it, I'm not going to let you in quite yet. At what point do you let people in? Where, where does, when does that happen? I don't really know, but I just make the decision and then I tell them. So mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. best friend, um, I didn't know her. I had heard about her and I had understood a little bit about her values. And I sent her an email and said, I've decided we're going to be best friends. Um, I heard that you love Celine Dion. I was in San Francisco at the time. She was in New York. Uh, Let's meet and go to a Celine Dion concert in Las Vegas next month. Amazing. And to my shock, I think she was just like so shocked that somebody was so direct. Uh, She said, yes. We (laughs) flew to Las Vegas, not knowing each other, and went to a Celine Dion concert. And have been best of friends for 15 years. Amazing. So uh, another friend of mine, Danny, uh, she was a soul cycle instructor of mine. Um, I'd taken her class a couple of times. And like the genuine light that I felt from her, I was going through a very dark period. And it, it, it affected me. And I went up afterwards and I said, so uh, we're going to be friends. Um, you want to go get a smoothie? And I don't think people are prepared to react to that so they just kind of go along and I just capture them so (laughs) well and I I, again it's back to um because of your experiences and the fact that you totally immerse yourself in these experiences I think you have an understanding to your point about being as a beginning middle and end and you know that not every single day is going to be the high of highs there are the low of lows that when some that 
that that enables you to really hold dear those moments when you're really together, right? Like friendships are really connected. They're very dynamic. They're ve- you're very attentive. You're very because nothing else actually at the end of the day is going to matter. And it loops back with your notion of regret. If I'm going to be in relationship with you, I know what that looks like. I know that there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. I know that there's some days that are down. So when they are up, I am going to be there. I'm not going to leave this conversation regretting how I showed up. And you get to make that decision. I'm also a a stupidly efficient person. And so, you know, a perfect example of Ron King, that shit is me uh, emailing my best friend saying, we're going to be best friends. Like, I'd rather just skip through it and like create it. So I created it. Right. Uh, and, and, and it happened. So yeah. yeah. Well, that's what happened with you and me. You yeah. basically we spoke once, and then basically you reached <laughs> out and said, "Let's let's try this," and yeah. here we are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's yeah. an example of Ron King. That shit. Like I don't. I just life is short. Like I've almost lost mine several times, um, so I don't wait for many things. Like, and the idea of throwing spaghetti against the wall, and like you know, all any all those things. So. Um, all right, so we're going to try to keep this as fun as it is to talk. We're going to try to keep it short. So, okay, should we wrap this up? Bye. <laughs> Bye.